Hello, everyone. This is JPL, and today I'm joined with Christopher. Yes, in your podcast naming brackets. In brackets. Anyway, this Merry is not the Christmas. last minute, Yes, Merry Christmas, yeah, everyone. Merry Christmas, everybody. I know last time we said that the next episode will be the last one, but you know, we were like, not yet. There's still like plenty of time left to record stuff, so here's a bonus episode. Yeah. It just so happens to be Christmas and New Year's. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't have any mixtapes for you. I did not listen to the one that you just sent me. You're fine. I mean, I just sent it. I've been meaning to send it for a while, and then I kept forgetting to. And so I only just got to it. So, you're <laughs> fine. That's what happened. You sent it to me. I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good. Yeah. Anyway, today is Christmas. We're not we're not just saying that for reasons. So it literally is Christmas. Yes. Yeah, so how was your Christmas time? Uh, I mean, I barely have had Christmas right now, but time yeah. in general or the day? Sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, a few days ago, I exchanged presents with my roommate. So that was fun. Nice. Um. And then he's visiting his family, and so I, um, I watched. I've seen a couple movies, and we'll get to that eventually. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go over to someone's place uh, after we're done recording. Um, yeah. So that'll kind of be my Christmas celebration, which I'm honestly super happy, excited, thankful for. That, you know, it'll be nice to spend it with some people. Um, right. But also, like, um, it's also nice spending time alone. So I'm also enjoying that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What about you? Well, you know, I have my family. got my mother and sister here. Um, all good time. We had our little celebration today. And then we made our only meal of the day. So... Yes, a big old feast of good food. Mm -hmm. And now, uh, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Um, I got gloves. And I got some new uh, slippers. Nice. Which are nice. I also kind of got slippers, too, but I also just kind of bought myself a pair of slippers, so I'll figure out, like, how... Well, those other slippers I just got are kind of like sock slippers. They're really thick, so they look mm. like slippers, but they're advertised as sock slippers. Sure. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I got, like, a bunch of DVDs of just stuff I've already seen. <laughs> so, some animated DC films. Mm -hmm. um, I got... Oh, I got the 2017 Justice League. Uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't own it, and now now I feel like it's a new tradition for me to just watch that one and then immediately watch the Snyder Cut to just mm -hmm. <laughs> compare the two. Because mm -hmm. that really is the way to watch those films. <laughs> Honestly, just... I think that's so. At some well, here's the thing. Uh, like I was, my roommate. Um, Okay, so 
I guess I'll I'll try to talk about this as abstractly as possible. Okay. Um, so I was, my roommate has been working at a fast food place and the management's not good, so he, he's quitting. So okay. basically, uh, as soon as he's out of the job is when my month off starts. And so honestly, my plan, I thought he was still going to be working during the month off. So um, I was legitimately planning to watch, you know, was it, you know, Batman versus Superman again. So I right. you know, want to rewatch it. And, you know, now that I've seen more opinions, like, how do I feel about it? And then watch the original Justice League. And my roommate hasn't seen Snyder's cut. But, you know, watch that probably more in episodic format. Sure. You know, but show him that. That was my plan. But now, like, he, he hates, you know, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition. And so. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to watch it. So I'm like, ah, what do I do? So I don't know. Uh, we'll see what will happen. But yeah, it's it's kind of been funny each time like he's not home and I'm home and I pick him up. He's like, what'd you do? I say, I'll always say, well, never guess what I did. I watched Batman versus Superman, Dawn Justice Ultimate Edition. And at this point, he he knows I'm lying. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I also I also purchased something for myself. It was, but like I had my mom wrap it up so like I could <laughs> pretend it was a Christmas gift. Mm -hmm. So, uh, made an eBay purchase uh, for another Bionicle. This was like this was like a compulsive thing where it's like I'll bet on it, not expecting to win, but then I won. Yeah, congratulations. Um, I mean, it wasn't. It was like twenty five bucks, so that's actually not bad, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, got the little my little present to myself. Oh yay! Look at that. Yeah, pretty yeah. cool. My little present is this black thing right here. It's like this massage pad. It's like a cushion. Warmer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my grandpa my... has one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never uses it, but he has one. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, what? Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching, Mr. John Lennon? What have I been... Well, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff to talk about, I guess. Oh, okay, fine. We'll talk about other things, John Lennon. Yeah, so... Okay, so... I don't know if we... Did we talk about this? About Star Wars content, we don't know what's coming out next year. I think we talked um, about that. We didn't talk about it last time. I think we did. The skeleton remember. crew was being pushed to next Christmas because apparently it's holiday themed or something. I don't know. We did not talk about it. Are you sure? I'm pretty positive. I'm positive we did, but let's just say that we didn't. So, yes, skeleton crew has been pushed back a whole year so that it could come out on a holiday. Uh, Andor is, I believe, for sure being pushed to 25. Um, we have no dates for any other Star Wars projects, so we don't well, know what's it, I thought Bad Batch Season 3 is next year. We uh, we have no dates. Like really? we, have all, we have the dates for like Marvel stuff, but Star Wars content has not had official dates. Some are potentially in 2024, but like that's... Mm -hmm. We'll find out whenever. Mm -hmm. So, 
we'll probably get a bad batch. I hope we do. They really should release things, especially animated content, one a year, unlike What If. Um, I'll talk about What If, but that's much later. Um, here, uh, you, you still do you still have Twitter? I still have the Twitter, yeah. Okay. Um, I just sent you something. This is okay. what I've seen. I probably saw the same thing. Let me see. Yeah, this is what I saw. Yeah, like, again, they're not yet dated. They're not yet dated, but they're slated for 24. I didn't say they weren't. I'm, I'm just saying, like, we don't know when they're coming out. Yeah, but they're still slated for next year. Supposedly. Just the thing. Tens- there's, there's, like, four things. Now, all four may not come out next year, but they're planning for next year. We have three Marvel animated projects for next year. I mean, are you excited about that? I mean, eh, mildly. Maybe. How is Bad Batch? Bad Batch is pretty good. So Um, you're only mildly excited for it? I was talking about the Marvel stuff. Oh, I was talking about... I was talking about Star Wars stuff. Oh, no, no. I'm excited for Bad Batch. Yeah. A lot of people during this past year say, like, that was probably the best of the TV Disney Plus things that came out. And I would agree, because it's animated. They can tell their story the proper way Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Uh, Sure, yeah. Okay, so Marvel, you're saying we... So then what were you saying about Marvel? Uh, well, we have Eyes of Wakanda, which I'm not entirely sure what that is. That's an animated series. I know that, but I'm not entirely sure what that is. I think it's more about, like, historical... It could be more about historical Wakanda. I guess. Sure. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard about the series for a year or two at this point, so... At least now we have a title. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard about this one. All I really knew was X-Men 97 and the Spider-Man show. Which got a new name. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, yeah. It's no longer set in the MCU. Yeah. I don't think it ever was. It was. It was supposed to be, I think. But, like, when the concept art dropped, it never made sense for it to be set. No, no, no. So, no, no. It was initially supposed to be, and then the concept art was after the shift to, like, its own. Mm, I feel like... When the show was announced, maybe there was just confusion about what the show was, and it was not properly communicated. Because I would be surprised, like, if in production they decided, let's not make this MCU. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it does. It has taken them a long time to develop this show. So, like, yeah. I mean, we'll see when we see. Yeah. Uh, at the end, I hope it's good. <laughs> I hope it's good. If any, I'll, I don't want to keep trashing on what if, but like, <laughs> I After don't want what if you don't have a lot of hope. I don't want what if to be the standard for new Marvel animation. Mm-hmm. Well, at the very least, um, what if? Sorry, it's a different animation style from what if. Yeah. So that's nice. <laughs> well, like. 
that's one thing, but the writing and how mm. everything is portrayed, like that's that's my big gripe with what if right now. It's not the animation, but like the writing. Um, X Men '97. I, I mean, I hope it's good, but it's like again, it's been thirty years since the show ended ish, and um, like people's intentions have changed. I just don't think that it will be what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I I still haven't finished watching 30 X-Men series. I'll probably get to it at some point, but I don't know. I'm just not crazy about the original show, so I'm not expecting to be blown away by this thing. Yeah, I mean, you haven't quite gotten to, like, all the big stuff. I mean, I'm starting the Jean Grey stuff. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. So Deadpool is untitled, it seems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we have an untitled Alien film. Mm-hmm. So that's August. So that should be great. I'm still surprised that the Mufasa the Lion King movie is still real. <sighs> like, there was already... It was a Radio Mufasa cartoon. You know what? I think it's going to be... Here's the thing. I feel like... We're, I think we've seen this year that the theatrical market has changed so much. The Marvels and Aquaman bombing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Both of their predecessors were billion-dollar films. You know what I mean? And sure. these two movies can barely make a dent. I think we're going to see the same thing with Mufasa. I don't know to what scale. Yeah, I don't know to what scale. But first off, it hurts the fact that it's not a The Lion King movie. I think if it's like similar to like The Little Mermaid, that made, I think, at least like 500 million. So I think it was just The Lion King. I think we could see it hit like that 500 million. But being a prequel, I don't know if people are going to be so energized to see it. I think, again, we are just seeing a shift in, you know, what people are willing to see in theaters, and I don't think this is it. Yeah, it's also Disney's fault for, like, training audiences to also watch it on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'll wait for it to come out on Disney+. Plus. Like, that's what I've been doing with the Marvel films, unless I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see. Um, and I, I, I watched the whole review about that lately, so yes, yes. Yeah, Disney es- Plus, especially especially for kids' content like The Lion King or Pixar, like there, what's the point of spending the hundred dollars to take the family to the theater? It's also like it's they they're releasing it so soon after. on Disney Plus. Yeah, yes, like it comes out on Disney Plus pretty much the same days it does like on DVD and digital, which hurts their physical sales. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then. They're like, oh, physical sales are down. That means we have to stop releasing stuff on physical media. No! You shot yourselves in the foot! No, just release your thing on streaming a whole year later. Like yeah. you used to. Honestly, well, it's so what's so we'll talk about it. I don't think I talked about it last time, but a movie I watched this year called The Holdovers. It's a Christmas movie. Um, and so I, I don't re- know when it hit the theaters. October, November, I don't remember exactly, right? Um, 
but like it's already available for um, you know digital purchase. The Blu-ray is going to be available the second of January, and it's going to be streaming somewhere. I think Peacock. Peacock probably because um, it's universal. Um, I don't know when it's hitting streaming, but it's very weird. soon. Yeah. very soon. Like it's just wild to think. Like week, oh, I think it's wild to think where it's like. If this was 20 years ago, then then the movie would be in theaters for the Christmas season. Then next year, we would probably see it on physical at, during yeah. the Christmas season. Yeah. I, I even wonder, like, okay, if, if our market was so trained, like, the way it used to be, it'd be in theaters for a bit. And maybe, maybe for funsies, do, like, a limited theatrical run before it hits physical next year. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't know. Like, it's... These these studios are shooting themselves in the foot. You know what I mean? They like, are. This yeah. makes no sense how they're doing things. Now I'm definitely gonna go buy it, but I mean, like, the the, the whole point should be making money, but somehow they're taking all these paths that are gonna lose them money. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah, they don't really know what's going on, even though it should be really obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, Disney Plus is not the problem. It's what they're doing with Disney Plus. Like, yeah. putting it on super soon. Um, Make a good point. Yeah, because, like, the great part about Disney Plus is all the stuff that's not on streaming anywhere else. Like their old classic films, their old classic TV shows and animated films that previously had no home or legal way of viewing it. Now you can watch it in Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those aren't really being advertised. Instead, it's like all the new stuff. And like they keep having to circulate so much new stuff to keep people coming back. It hasn't been great, but whatever, whatever. I, you know, actually, the circulation thing is something I've been thinking about a little bit because I'm not subscribed to it. I don't heavily observe it. But what I've noticed with the Criterion Channel streaming service is that it seems like they have a rotation of content. You know what I mean? Right. Like a rotation of content, and then they have content under themes of a season. You know what I mean? And imagine if like major streaming platforms took advantage of that more. Because that means you have less content to pay royalties for. You know what I mean? If you're cycling out content, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know what that would really look like. It makes more sense for Criterion to a degree because I don't think, you know, they're they're like Disney throwing all their eggs in Disney Plus and hoping it's profitable. I think right. Criterion's smart that they recognize it's not going to be that profitable. But also, you know not spending so much, and then it, them being older movies, you know, sometimes when you, you're faced with a catalog of a bunch of older movies, you're overwhelmed, you know what I mean? But then Criterion, like, editorializing these movies, like, hey, this is our horror theme in October, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I, I think for those who are so all about it, I think it works really well. And I think there are just obviously isn't enough of those kind of collections spotlighting things. Obviously we have them during Christmas, but you know, I, but also like there, the churn isn't incredible 
I'm like, even right now on Netflix, there's a show leaving. I just watched the first episode because it's leaving on the 31st. I'm like, oh, I got to watch it because it's leaving. And I could only imagine that if, if services had more of that kind of like, oh, this is leaving soon, churn kind of thing, like people might be more willing to watch some things that they probably well, wouldn't have. I'll talk about what I watched later, but like there's a bunch of stuff that I watched this month that I watched because they're leaving Netflix at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, moving on to the next point I had written down to talk about. E3. Oh, uh, sorry, could I just say one thing? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said something a slightly mistaken about Godzilla last episode. I know it's not too important. Not a people, not a lot of people listen to this, but I don't remember the exact detail I said. But something about Godzilla and the opening box office number. I think if you were to whittle it down to some very specific stat, I was right about Godzilla and like you know biggest opening or something. It, again, if it's a super specific stat, that's right. I don't. So it's not completely correct what I said, it, but it still is a major uh, monster at the office right now for sure. a Japanese movie. Yeah, still had a very good first weekend. I just want to apologize because I saw some tweet that was phrased in a certain way that made me believe something slightly incorrect. So I just want to apologize about that. All right, yeah. go on. E3 is officially dead. It was this gaming convention every year that happened where. Gaming studios and game developers would come, announce new games, have people come and play test. It was this whole deal, like, started in the 2000s, and it was a great event. I I, li- I loved watching the live streams for each developer, and it's like, ah, what games are they, gonna, what are they working on? Like, it, it was a whole show that they would put on. And since since the pandemic... And since a bunch of studios have just left and started their own little live stream things, it's just been too expensive for them to keep up and it just hasn't been doing well. So they're officially ending, which makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is sad. It is sad. Um, so I got Paramount Plus. Uh, because there was a good deal for like four dollars for four months, mm-hmm. and um, I've been using it on multiple different devices. I gotta say, I don't love Paramount Plus's UI. It's kind of slow and a bit garbage. It's <sighs> I I think it's worse than Max. Really? I yeah. I don't know, man. I don't I mean, 100% agree. But. I, I don't like it. I th- It's very slow on all platforms. It does every time like I finish an episode and go back. It never registers that I finish the episode. It's always like at the very last. You have zero minutes left of the episode, hmm. which is bothersome. It is glitchy on my PlayStation. Hmm. Like, usually the PlayStation apps are like fresh they're the best versions but this one is the worst version <laughs> um i just don't love it it's just ah anyway hmm. also like i have ads free but it like they keep playing their stupid paramount ads at the beginning of things yeah but max does the same thing too well max didn't do that for me max is oh, like they've been showing like the barbie ad at the beginning of stuff recently like, but well, I that's like new. That's that new then, because I haven't had Max in a while. Uh huh. 
But yes, that's how I feel about Paramount. Interesting. I, I don't know. Like at least on the Roku, like the uh, first off, I feel like the vibes of Paramount Plus are very similar to Netflix. Um. I do agree. It's not as fast as Netflix. It it can be a little slow, a little glitchy, but I don't know. Max is definitely way more of a headache for me. Like I, I still have access to Max and like it hasn't changed. Like HBO Max works, Max doesn't. Um I there there are a few things with Paramount Plus I don't love, but there's elements I do like. Um I've not actively watched a lot of shows, so you know, I can't agree or deny what you said, but uh, yeah, uh, I I don't hate it. <laughs> I I think like stuff like Max or Peacock are heavier, but I mean Paramount isn't at the top. But it's just yeah. eh, there's just a lot of not great designs and just choices mm. for sure. Speaking of design choices, Discord, specifically on mobile, has changed up their design and layout, which has thrown a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I fully love it. I don't. I don't like the new black for dark mode. Basically, yeah. it just it's darker. Here's the like. I don't. First off, I don't like my dark modes to be completely black, and this isn't completely black, but. It's one step closer, and it's just too dark. Um, yeah. The big things that people were complaining about was that the DMs now have a brand new tab that you have to click on versus they would all just show in one. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like that new thing. I know. I, uh, I, I know. mean, I'm not fully bothered by it, but like in the old one, I could just open on a message and it would just stick to that message board it would not kick me out every time i have to log in again mm-hmm. so that's useful because i only use discord messaging to talk to you and so having to go to messages go to your thing over over and over again versus just opening it and there it is yeah is a little that bit makes of sense then that makes sense it's not the worst thing in the world but yeah whatever <laughs> Um, so, (laughs) I have a fun story now. Okay. So, one of my cats brought in a little mouse, and I didn't catch it. I didn't know that they did. And the mouse had been living in my kitchen for a week. (laughs) So, it was living inside the, the drawers. It made a little nest in one of them. It was leaving droppings everywhere with the utensils and such. And then I just one day was like, hmm, these little droplets don't look right. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they should be here. In mm-hmm. fact, they've been multiplying these past couple days. And like it's like, hmm, my cats have also been acting really weird when they come to the kitchen. Huh, we must have a mouse. So, <laughs> yes, they made a nest. I set up a trap and caught it. It was a whole ordeal. We had to desanitize the entire kitchen. It mm. was a fun process, but you gotta love it, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Next up, we have a bunch of leaks. Um, video game related leaks. Oh my gosh. This has been. Like, no, I wrote the leaks for one leak thing, and then the very next day, a ton more came out. So, oh, it was the first thing, Suicide Squad, and next day... Was oh, yeah, the-, the first one was Suicide Squad, which, like... So, it's confirmed that they, they kill Batman in that game, mm-hmm. and, like, people are like, this is... I, I, watched, I watched the clip, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is a terrible send-off for one Kevin Conroy. Of course, they didn't know he was dead. But it's a huge disrespect because they're saying that it's part of this game universe that's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. But still, that's a terrible way to send off that character that you've mm-hmm. had for 20 years now. So, people are not happy. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And then, of course, Insomniac, who did the Spider-Man <laughs> games, got their huge leak of their employees, uh, a huge list of what games they're developing for the next 10 years, and the big one was their alpha content for the Wolverine game that they're developing. And people are just being idiots and mm-hmm. thinking that this is like their final polish of the game. Yeah, I don't know how people could think that. It's like, bro, the game's not coming out for another two years. Like, they're not done. This is just their test. So, yeah. And then we have Kang. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. So, yes, Jonathan Majors has uh, been... The courts called him guilty on unintentional violence. And Marvel has fired him. But I believe they're also just getting rid of Kang in general and moving on to a different character. Which... I think it's a terrible decision because you've been building up Kang for so many properties and recasting, not a big deal. I don't know why they're so afraid of recasting. Mm-hmm. Although there is a rumor that under Majors' contract, it's that he's the only person allowed to play Kang. I cannot confirm that, but that was mm-hmm. a rumor. Yeah, um... I'll say at the end of the day, Jonathan Majors is a talented actor, and so it's a shame that uh, his career got screwed up this way. Um, again, if you said that the court said it was unintentional, that what a tragedy, but also, like, I've heard he said some whack things, so he's not perfect, but also, let's be honest, is any creative <laughs> a good person? Really, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so... But, you know, justice must be served. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a shame. He was just so good. Um, but, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, I, I think here's, here's the thing. Marvel, at first, needs to just reevaluate and do things better. I think that is the ultimate goal, king or no mm. king. Next. Um, I don't know. I think they've done a bad job at setting up King anyways. Every single angle iteration of King that we've seen has been defeated or killed um, besides the end credits of Ant-Man 3. Um, it just 
they they've not done a good job setting up King. So I think it'd be wise if King did not show up until you know the Avengers movies. Um, right. But like, if they don't move forward with King in general, it's gonna make their other projects just so much worse. Yeah, especially Ant Man three. Especially Loki. Like well, Loki, no, I think Loki. I think Loki's the only one like trying to convey to the audience, like, oh, you should really fear this guy because yeah. Loki's the only one afraid of him. Really, I think if Loki was a standalone King entry. And I think, you know, Kane, uh, uh, Loki won Kane lost in that. You know what I mean? That'd sure. be fine. But we had Ant-Man, and that screws everything up, basically. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I'd be, honestly, I'd be shocked if they completely ditched Kane. And I also hope the rumor about the contract thing isn't true. Uh, unless that means bringing Majors back. But I don't. Again, I don't know the court situation, so I don't. I mean, know. surely I there has to be a clause in the contract. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just a mess. It's uh, a mess. I just, I just hope we can get good content at the end of the day. I don't care if it's king or no king. Just give me good stuff. And Marvel just has not been doing that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then news that just came out of nowhere that I'm so shocked by is the potential merger of Warner Brothers and Paramount. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? I hope like, it doesn't happen. This is almost equivalent to Disney acquiring Fox of just two very different things. Like, that means that you would have Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon together. Two very different, like, ideologies. Of animation, uh-huh. you need the different ideologies, really. Uh, I I hope it's not true. I hope it doesn't go through. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's and buying who. I'll say this: I cannot let Warner Brothers purchase Paramount. I cannot have Zaslav a CEO of Paramount. If it's the other way around, if Paramount acquires Warner Brothers. And I'm okay with that, provided Zaslav has no seat in the house. You know what I mean? But here's sure. the thing. Uh, which CEO has been canceling and removing things more in Zaslav? I don't know who the guy at Paramount is, but they're not doing as much. You know what I mean? And then at the very least, Paramount is good about releasing their stuff on physical media. Because even some of the stuff they've removed from Paramount Plus have gotten physical releases and or primed to get them. Sure. Yeah, and Zaslav, you know, is canceling things. The that the whole Looney Tunes movie is a mess right now, um, and you know, I know like stuff like House of Dragon gets its physical releases, but you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really frustrated. I hope it doesn't happen. And then also, like these are legacy name brands. You know what I mean? What are we yeah. going to have? Warner Brothers, Discovery, Paramount Plus with HBO and Showtime Plus, Max? You know Versus what I mean? Disney. The only that, like, you have Disney Fox, uh, Warner Discovery, Paramount, and then Little Universal on its own little corner by itself. Mm-hmm. Universal Just... acquires Lionsgate or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
I've just... I don't know, I even heard some, like, and I, I'm not saying this is anything, but even some thoughts about, like, Netflix acquiring Paramount. Like, why? I don't want that to happen, you know what I mean? And, like, I, I want Paramount to stand on its own. Paramount is Paramount. Netflix is Netflix. Warner Brothers is Warner Brothers. Disney is Disney. And even still, Disney is respecting the, the, the at least a 20th century name brand, you know what I mean? Except at it's least, no longer Fox, it's Studios. At least it's not, uh, sorry. Yeah, it's not Fox, but at least it, they're still respecting the 20th century, you know, that brand, you know what I mean? It's not like it's sure. completely done away with. So uh, as much as that's a shame, at least that's still being respected to some degree. But like, I don't, especially with Zaslav, like I, I, I would imagine he'd wanted to be Warner Brothers Discovery Paramount in name. You know what I mean? I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Warner Discovery Mount. That's funny, actually. Yeah. No. Like, let's hopefully just say <laughs> that's not going to happen. But, like, the only, the only, like, positive thing you could say of something like that happening is just maybe... You have the Star Trek and other stuff all in like one streaming service. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like that's the only thing, and that's just indulging, really. You know what? I'm even just so curious what the state of streaming services is going to be in five years. Like, you know, was it Comcast has lost so much money on Peacock? So much money. Paramount also is losing money with Paramount Plus. You know what I mean? Like. Like, it, there just isn't money to be made. Paramount Plus is removing some cartoons, including, I think, some of the Country Panda series. Um, it's really they need to stop um, trying to create new content for the service and just have that content be for the network television again and then go on to the service. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Stop making movies for streaming services. Stop training us to wait for streaming services. It's it's a mess. Yeah. Not good. It's a mess. <sighs> All right, let's what did you watch? What did I watch? Um was the last movie I talked about Godzilla minus one? It was, yes. So a uh, co-worker does this annual watch of this movie called The Christmas Do-Over, 2006. And he's like, this is the worst movie, the worst Christmas movie. And I watch it, and I don't think it's the worst thing I've seen. I will get to a movie I hate in a moment. But it's not great. Definitely very poorly, cheaply made. Dumb I mean, story, but at least it was enjoyable. Got a 3.0 was... on Letterboxd. Huh? It's got a 3.0 on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I think some people find charm in it. I think people's like, you know, standards for Christmas movies are probably just low, for being honest. Plus, like, like only 100 people said it was three stars anyway, so <laughs> it's not a lot of people reading this. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow, I didn't realize how... Dang. Yeah, not a lot of people have seen this movie. Yeah, it's not great. But it was fun watching with people, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, then we watched what I 
what has dethroned Godzilla minus one is my favorite movie of the year. The Holdovers. It's in theaters. It's so good. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Highly recommend it. It's so good. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get to it before the podcast, but yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. Like yeah. The Holdovers is also in my other guy. This is... Yeah, I, list, I, I so. saw that. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a movie, man. And then I watched a new South Park special called Not Suitable for Children. Um, it's fine. There's obviously some jokes in there I enjoy. Here's the thing. I like South Park. I'll watch anything. doesn't mean I love everything. And so there are definitely aspects that I enjoyed, but I'm not in love with this special. Um Then uh, at work we had a little another installment of a deck Christmas party and they're like let's do a movie so we all voted and guess what won White Christmas. Have you seen White Christmas? I have. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think of it? It's an old film, that's <laughs> for sure. I think it has a charming story, um, but I think what people especially the people that I know that talk about it are like more about because it's a theatrical production, I believe as well. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of tell that it feels like it's, it is like a classic theatrical film, like theater arts, musical film. Mm-hmm. And those can be fun. Like it was fun enough. I don't know if I, I would really care so much, but it's a sweet story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, here's the thing. The choreography is impressive. The dancing is impressive. Um, <laughs> the high praise for that. The the storyline with general, I think, was very sweet. I love that, honestly. But I don't care about theatrical productions, honestly. You know, like working in sight and sound has helped me appreciate them more for sure. But I just don't necessarily care for them so much as an art that I look at White Christmas and be like, oh my god, what a great movie. And then also, I've, I, I'm not enthralled by the love story as well. So it's it's not something I'm super eager to revisit. But it's definitely a movie I'd rather rewatch, rewatch than a movie I'll get to in a moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then I rewatched A Christmas Story. I love this movie, man. It's just, I don't know. It's just so... It just truly is Christmas from the eyes of a child. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, and then last night, I was like, okay, I want to watch another Christmas movie. Why not? You know, another Christmas movie. What should I watch? And I was thinking, you know what? I kind of enjoyed the first Keaton Batman. Not, not that it's the best thing I've ever seen, but like, you know what? I hear people mentioning that second Batman movie as a pseudo Christmas movie because it happens during the holidays, I assume. Maybe I'll watch that. But no, I don't really feel like I want to watch a dark movie right now. You know what? I want to watch a comedy. I want to laugh. I want to feel good about myself. Boy, I did not. I watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And I barely laughed, man. This is why I wrote on Letterboxd. Yes, there's a few funny things. One line near the end from a policeman had me rolling. But this is just so not funny. 
Not to mention, the execution is so lifeless. I want to die. Oh, my God, man. I just... No, I... I don't understand why people like this movie. Here's the thing. Like, all the jokes... Like, 9 out of 10 of the jokes were predictable. All the bits, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a bit of, you know, a squirrel in the house. So you hear noises when they get the tree, and you, you assume, oh, there's something in there, right? So when sure. the squirrel jumps out, it's not a surprise, basically, you know? Um, and then it trashes the house. The dog chases after it. They run up and down. The squirrel's on someone's back. I'm like, yeah, I see this coming. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even funny. You know what I mean? It's just, right. yeah, duh, this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You basically set it up so much, and not even that much, but enough for me to just expect things to happen, you know? Um, and I will say that the Seinfeld girl was in here. She was actually kind of funny. I don't know. Uh, not, not, but not funny enough for me to love the movie. And again, the policeman had one line that had me rolling. Um, and yes, there are always a few things that made me smile or made me chuckle a little bit. I'm not going to deny that. But as a whole, what the frick was this movie? And also, there was no vacation. There's simply vacation in the name because there are two previous movies that had vacation in the name. What the frick was this movie? Arg. Yes. John, Arg. I just... Uh, wow. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, you kind of brought up, like, well, it was in the 80s. They probably thought it was funny in the 80s. Well, here's the thing. I watched a movie from the 70s, and it's called What's Up, Doc? And that nailed the comedy a lot better than National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I just, it's not, here's the thing. Some of the jokes flat out aren't funny. Some of the jokes had potential to be funny. But they were just so poorly executed. Timing just wasn't good. It was just very lifeless. It's just the most, I don't know. Here's the thing. Christmas Do-Over isn't a good movie. But at least it's stupid to where it's fun to watch. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. White Christmas. I don't love it. But at least it's well executed for, especially for its time. And that at least feels like there's effort put into it. It just, that Christmas vacation is just a snooze fest of a movie, man. I don't think I've been this upset about a movie since I watched Floor and Sun. Oh my God, man. Yeah, I would. Because here's the thing. I had seen that, like, you know, the, the cover of it for the longest time. You know what? So I was expecting the, the, the screwiest uh, screwball comedy or physical comedy or, you know, goofy comedy. And it just, even when it did hit this point, it wasn't even funny. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like, you just. Uh, Oh my god. I don't know poo-poo on this movie more, but I I 
also don't want to. What a yeah. stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, um, currently still watching The Extraordinary Attorney on Netflix. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that. Have I? I don't know. Okay. Uh, it's a Korean drama. Uh, the Miss Attorney Yu, she's autistic. Um, and yeah, it's it's really good so far. Um, and then we were talking Netflix, you know, when something's about to disappear, you're like, I gotta watch it. So there's something leaving Netflix called Because This Is My First Life, 16 episodes. I just watched the first episode before we got on the call. I'll see if I can finish it before then. If not, uh, I see it's on a different service. Uh, I don't, I'm not paying for it right now, so I'll have ads. So worst case scenario, I'll finish it out with ads. Um, but I want to see how far I can get into it. Um, I watched the first episode. I like it enough to keep watching. Um, I hope it's good. I, I looked at like a few reviews for me to be like, okay, you know what? This has potential. So I hope I like it. Both of them are Korean based. So, yeah, I will say mm-hmm. um, a movie I kind of want to see now that reviews have released and they're positive and my roommate wants us, has been kind of wanting to see is A24's Iron Claw. Um, it's a movie, A24 movie starring Zac Efron and it relates to wrestling and brotherhood, it seems like. Um, so, yeah, the reviews have been really good for it. And so now I'm curious because obviously I'm just looking for movies for my 23 list, right? And there's definitely a few I have on my radar that I want to check out. Um, but you know, people are saying Diane Claw is good. I'll I'll give it a, a whirl, you know. Sure. Yeah. So that's something I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah. Speaking of what I've been watching, um, I continued my journey of like trying to find something to just move around my list of 2023. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I watched the anime film Suzume. Yeah, I don't think you did. How was it? Um, it was it was fine, but it wasn't my favorite of that creator's work. Mm. I had really liked like their other films that were really good from past years. This one was good, but it was more intended for a specific audience that I wasn't I wasn't a part of. Mm. Specifically, like, survivors of the the tsunami from, like, a decade ago that hit Japan. Oh, it's about that? Yeah, so what I've realized, well, it's not really about that, but, like, a, a lot of that creator's films, like, after that event have been, like, about survival or weather or natural disasters. This one is similar, specifically... It's, like, from the perspective of children who experienced it, grew up, but, like, are not really remembering about that. But, like, Where? in that weird anime way. This is on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. I remember when that tsunami happened. So, like, so now I'm intrigued about it because, like, it's about an event that I remember. You know what I mean? Sure. And obviously like that's like the that's the deeper layers. On the surface, people think it's just a romance between a girl and a chair, <laughs> which is Interesting. not. Interesting. 
yeah, now now I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I mean, I think I again, just I wasn't the audience for this, so I wasn't as deeply enthralled by it. But uh, it was it's beautifully animated, and you can enjoy it for the most part. Okay, cool. So, I was a little disappointed that it just didn't seem like the one to take it off my list, even though I have it like potentially on number five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was on Netflix trying to find. I was just scrolling to see like okay what random film came out this year so leave the world behind was one. Oh, you watched that i watched that what, what do you think oh <laughs> see i'm very disappointed by this film mm. because it was very compelling like I was very interested i was like oh this could like be in my top five and then the ending happened and I was like, wait, that's it? There was no ending. Like, it just kept building and building. Like, I kept waiting for the second part of the third act to happen. But no, it didn't. It ends. And I'm like, what? Like, why Why are you ending here? Mm-hmm. Like, what about this other stuff? Like, all you need is five, ten more minutes to just put it together so yeah that that really destroyed my mood for the rest of the day i was so angry <laughs> about this film just uh-huh. not ending yeah. i had and, another you know, friend who gave a negative review of it so true actually i'm saying yeah yeah apparently the obamas were the producers on this film mm-hmm. so like understanding maybe the political aspect of it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like that while watching it. Mm. I was like, oh man, this is exactly what I think about all the time. Wow, mm. this is getting really interesting. Oh, what's gonna happen? It's over. What? <laughs> that is so strange. Uh, like he was hitting all the right notes for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man. It's the Twilight Zone and 10 Cloverfield Lane. Man, this is going to get really good. It ends. What happened? <sighs> what a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I'm so bummed by this one. <laughs> then next, I watched uh, another Netflix film called Nimona. It's an animated film. It's it was like one of the last projects from Blue Sky Media that Disney didn't want to do, so Netflix took it. Um, like people are praising it. I just think it's like a lot of stuff that I've already seen before, but like slightly different. Like everything was predictable. Even like the twist to not make it predictable was very predictable. Mm-hmm. I could see it happening. I'm not. I wasn't really the biggest fan of the art direction, but eh. I wasn't really expecting to love it, but it was okay. Then I watched The Killer, another Netflix film from director David Fincher. I've seen a lot of his films. Um, And like, yeah, it was like pretty well done it's solid but so 
before I had watched all the John Wick films, which are like exciting action and all that. And here it's like, hmm, it's pretty much the same plot, but like without the action, but more methodology and much mm-hmm. lower. And it's like, hmm, if only I hadn't just watched those films, <laughs> this would be much better. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, there it was. Then on Paramount, I watched The Fablemans, which was a film from last year. It was it's a Steven Spielberg film where he reflects on his early life of him coming into a director. It's not quite a biopic, but it's like him telling a story with some of his perspective mm. of it. It's interesting. It's not my favorite of his films, but like it is a good if you watch this film and you know a lot of just about his other films, it's like, okay, I could see a lot of how those other films were influenced by this story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting. And then I watched Snowpiercer. So, yeah, <laughs> like I, I told you, it's, it's like a dark, twisted Willy Wonka. Um, well, I mean, I've not seen Willy Wonka, so I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a solidly told story, but, like, with this, this specific type of, like, post-apocalyptic thingy, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool vibes. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of the ending. I wouldn't say I was a big fan. It was just, like, the ending just wasn't what I would go for, mm-hmm. which seems to be something that's probably consistent with how I feel about this director. Like, well, Parasite I, is... Mm-hmm. Any indication? Yeah. The, um, at least one other movie that I've seen from him, like, you know... <laughs> tragic slash unresolved ending. Though sure. that one is more based on true events. The other yeah. one... It has an ending for what what it is but also like doesn't resolve the overall issue at the same time mm-hmm. it, it is very interesting where it's like these tragic endings but also i feel like i tend to enjoy tragic endings and so i guess i loved the ending because <laughs> i'm like oh they just all freaking die <laughs> i mean it, it depends on how the film's set up Mm. Whether I like it, prefer the tragic ending. This is I guess, one. I guess there's just an element where, like, because they were so set on their ways of how to do things, there was no resolution to be made except to die. <laughs> sure. Did you see my review? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to the final shot, and they're like, they're looking at this polar bear. And like, oh, it's supposed to be like life finding a way to survive in this bleak environment. But for me, it's like, does no one know about polar bears? They're like the da- the most deadly form of bear out there because they're so hungry. They're starving. Mm-hmm. Like, they get a whiff of you, you're dead. And they're staring at this polar bear from a distance. I'm like, oh, yeah, these people are dead. Yeah, that's actually interesting. So Snowpiercer is based on a graphic novel, I believe it is. A French mm-hmm. graphic novel, and so um, there's several installments of the graphic novel, and 
uh, future graphic novel actually that released after the movie kind of confirmed that they lived um, after seeing said polar bear. And <laughs> I don't, I mean, I maybe would have to read it to understand it, but I don't understand it because kind of just what you said, but also like it just makes more sense for everything to just be this tragic ending. Sure. Yeah. And then continuing, um, because there's the Chicken Run sequel that was coming out, I watched the original film and then I watched the sequel. Um, I mean, the sequel is just so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have to recast your main leads because it's been 20-some years, it's really too late to do your sequel. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't feel like they did anything more. It was just like, yeah, it's a bit more of the same, but this time it's just The Little Mermaid 2 and some classic James Bond, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's like they don't fix what makes those plots not work. Instead, they just like, oh, yeah, it's the same thing. Just bad parenting, evil villain. It's the same villain, too, which is, ah, I just don't lie. <laughs> Again, it's like that film was popular 20 years ago. I don't know who's asking for it now. Yeah, and it really didn't seem to make that much of a impact. Like, I don't think it's trending on Netflix anymore. The Twitter talk has already died about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like it's well animated, of course, but like, who cares? Yeah. It's Chicken Run. Yeah. So speaking of things that were leaving Netflix, I watched the four Jaws films. Were they on Netflix? I did not know that. They were, and they're leaving. Interesting. So I didn't know they're on Netflix either, but I saw the list. I was like, oh, they're here. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll be watch those films. The films get like the films, of course, get worse after each sequel. Right. How how so, many was Spielberg a part of? One. Just the first one. So now the second one. Just the first one. Dang. If he's part of any sequel... No, like, Spielberg, he did the first one. He hated working on it so much because he because he finally he realized, oh, why don't people do film on water? It's just so difficult to film on water. The shark was just so hard to work with. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Spielberg was not part of the sequel. Interesting. He was doing his... He was doing something else at the time. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, the films are just, they get worse each time. That's wild. I don't know what to say about them. Um, Then I watched The Thing. Like, that's just one of those classic horror films that I've never seen, and I watched it. And it's just Among Us. It's it's Among Us, but like as a film, which is interesting, I guess. But Mm -hmm. it is what it is, yep. This one, I was surprised why there wasn't, like, a whole bunch of cash grab sequels. Mm-hmm. It's like, they made a bunch of sequels based on Jaws. And not The Thing. Not The Thing. The Thing, like, seems so ripe for a sequel. Now, I'm I'm curious, like, what the budget in box office was. Because, like, there's one movie I saw a while ago called... The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. 
And I have a friend who loves Ryan Gosling. He's like, why didn't they make a sequel? And I looked up the budget and I looked at the box office and it didn't really make money. And so for the thing, the budget, according to IMDb, the budget for the thing was $15 million and the worldwide world or domestic, I guess, barely did money outside of, anyways, worldwide slash domestic barely cracked $20 million. So, sorry, didn't even crack 20. Mm. So, yeah, I guess maybe it just didn't make enough money. Sure. That's crazy. Can you talk about something for a second? Me? Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, movies are cool. Movies are great. Don't you want to watch a movie with me? Um, yeah, uh, again, uh, it's really interesting just, um, you know, how my... Uh, you know, me watching more movies and, you know, um, there, there's some, I still think Wally's the best movie I've seen. I'm just looking at my letterbox top four right now. You know, Wally's number one. I recently put uh, 20th Century Girl at number two. I just really love that movie so much. Um, you know, it just hits good romantic feels and get a nice little cry afterwards. I don't know. I love that movie. And then I have Black Swan at number three. I just love how... You know, it just, it just, it's visceral, you know? It's so visceral, John. What was so visceral? Black Swan. Oh. I'm just looking at my top four in Letterboxd. And then I have Iron Man at number four. Just, like, I still, when I think about the movie, I still think good about it. I don't, I think the more I think about it, the kind of, the quote, worse it gets. Because you kind of think, like, you know, uh, like it's not the strongest movie ever, but also like it is the movie that kind of introduced me to movies at the same time. Sure. So like there's the a, more the more things you experience and watch, like the less significant it seems. Yeah, yeah. I think, and and you know it's it's due for a rewatch at some point, and maybe maybe my thoughts about the movie will be elevated after I rewatch it. Um. Sure. But we'll see. Just presently. My top four on Letterboxes, Wally, 20th Century Girl, Black Swan, and Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I decided to talk about. The last thing, the last movie I watched was Catch Me If You Can. Just, it's a Spielberg film. It's leaving Netflix. And it's like, oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. I guess. At least it, I think it was. Maybe, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's there. It probably is. Yeah. And you seem to like it. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. It's a fun cat and mouse chase. It's pretty fun. That's Another not that. thing to watch. And oh. in terms of like TV shows, like I told you that, you know, I got Paramount Plus, but like I got it. So I've been like trying to binge Star Trek, trying to finish this one show that I've been watching for years because, you know, it left Netflix and I couldn't finish it because it left Netflix. And I was like, darn it. So now I'm finishing it. I'm almost done. I can log it for December. Because there wasn't a whole lot of things I've watched in December for TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, with Mum here, we finally watched Loki Season 2. Was that your first time? Yes. I watched oh, the first okay. episode. Oh, just the first episode? I had watched the first episode when it came oh, out, wow. so, yes. Yeah, what are your thoughts? 
I don't really care for it. Uh-huh. I I think I prefer the first season, but like I don't even care about the first season. Mm-hmm. Like this one uh like there was like a nothing story, but you have uh K Haikwan who's great, of mm-hmm. course. Like just some improved comedy, but like nothing was just really important. There was no urge. Like I figured out the solution. You know, I I watched the first episode. And so it's like, oh, we have this problem with the loom. First of all, the loom problem doesn't seem like a plot for the season. It's like, oh, that's just gonna be like an episode thing. Nope, it's the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um and so like in like in between like the months like me watching that episode and like finally watching the rest i'm like the loom really you you don't need the loom and then that was the solution at the end i'm like really did it really take you that many episodes to come up with that solution yeah really yeah um there's like so many other interesting things like again i had the same issue you have the whole of time and the multiverse and you're not doing anything with it you're just like Going to this one random McDonald's, you have that one episode where Loki's doing the weird thing, but that doesn't make much sense to me. Like, uh, whatever. The ending was epic, of course, but, like, I didn't really care overall. Mm-hmm. It was just... The show doesn't even stick to its own rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I... Honestly, I kind of just wish it was made as a movie, especially with how important it's supposed to be. Um, just more condensed. It's so stuck up in its own lore. The the rules even... Like, I don't even know if they didn't follow their own rules. I couldn't even keep track of their rules because most of the show is just explaining itself. There's no... here. Here's a double-sided. There was no sense of worry or urgency for me because i didn't know why the tva is so important and i still don't you know it was just him wanting to save his friends okay that i can buy that but also like you know like i don't know why the tva is of any importance you know what i mean um and so like yeah it's so stuck up in its own lore that i can't care for it however i will say that the directors um i think they did Episodes one, four, five, and six. There were some moments that they really nailed the suspenseful horror. Um, I don't know. I thought they did a really good job. Um, I think they also did a couple of episodes of Moon Knight. Um, I think they did something else also in Marvel. I think they've done a solid job that I hope Marvel uses them again. Um, basically, um, sure. I, I'm not saying that they're peak directors, but you know, with what they delivered, you know what? I please reuse them because I there were moments, yes, I did not care, I didn't know what to care, but I did feel its suspense. And there were definitely moments when I felt the horror of the situation despite not understanding it. I will say, my greatest praise for it is I think they. A lot of people have talked about Loki and his character arc, and I didn't really get it. And now, at the end of this Loki show, we've had a good character arc with Loki, in my opinion. 
like more or less his this his present conclusion i thought was very satisfying the more i think about his conclusion as a character in our present moment of material that we have i'm very satisfied sure yeah and yeah the more i think about that the more i really really like it it still isn't really worth all the 10 hours <laughs> but yeah as a character it's it's good most of the show is a waste of time it really but, is yeah yeah sure the character art cool yeah yeah i i think again the show maybe should have just been one season or maybe should have been a movie they just sure. spent way too much yeah. time doing nothing not to mention sylvie is completely sidelined in the second season she is yeah yeah, it's and also like to be honest, like I understand that Loki cares about his friends, but like Casey was only in one episode of the first season. You know what I mean? Right. Obi doesn't show up till this season. Uh B fifteen had moments in the other show, but she was more like uh, you know, a device for what had to happen from what I remember. So she didn't have. It was mostly just Loki, and and Owen Wilson, uh, in terms of Loki's friends, right? And Sylvie. Sure. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I know a lot of fans like Casey. Fine, that's cool, and th- it kind of justifies a little bit why he's in the second season. But I, I didn't. I don't know. It, it was kind of interesting that they established him as a good friend of Loki's in the second season when he wasn't even in the first season. Sure. Yeah. The beginning of my review states that people who say this is the greatest show ever have either not watched enough television or don't view stories with much time travel or multiverses. Mm -hmm. As me, as someone who's seen a lot of both, this is like bottom tier Mm -hmm. of those. So... Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the love for this one. Same as I don't really get the love for What If. Now we're on to What If. <laughs> I've not seen What If, but... Like, there's uh, four episodes out right now. Have you seen all four? Yes. Um, I heavily disagree that it's better than season one. Interesting. Heavily. Interesting. And again... Again... My biggest gripes with the first season were that it doesn't go far enough with its what-if concepts. It's even worse here. Mm. Even worse. that It doesn't even have interesting what-if concepts. They don't even make much sense. Mm. Like, there's a lot of things where, like, okay, what if this? It's like, okay, that's somewhat interesting. But then why are these characters here? Like, mm-hmm. why this? Why this? Doesn't make much sense. It's like, th- they're also just really stuck and limited to just the MCU which is like so harmful because mm-hmm. they're limited with what characters they can use and I'm like bruh just bring in some comic book character that you're never going to use like mm-hmm. the the original Captain Marvel like, actually I, I will say there I think there's one episode where they create a completely new character and I just saw only one list and they mentioned that was their favorite episode and so now I'm intrigued because that 
episode will not be limited to the MCU or anything MCU period. You know what I mean? Not even Marvel Comics period. And so I'm here's hoping that that one episode can tell a decent story, um, especially with it not being limited, like what you're you're just saying. Yeah, but it's just like the, the concepts are just so they're so minimal. Mm-hmm. They're just so simplistic that just they don't have any intrigue to me. Like the first season, like there's a lot of cool ideas, like T'Challa becoming Star Lord or mm-hmm. Captain Cardle, Carter, and then this Doctor Strange one, uh, zombies, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and then so far, like what we had, I'm not saying much, but it's like, oh, we really wanted to have this concept. But a what if situation doesn't really make much sense for why that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we wanted to have a Christmas special, so we're gonna waste an episode on this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's that's just how I feel. And again, people are loving it and praising it, but it's like, no, it's not great. The writing is my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just say, okay, sure. Maybe I can forgive the whole not taking the what if situation, but the writing for the episodes is like trying so hard to be MCU that's like not greatly written. Uh, it's just so awkward. It's mm-hmm. so slow. A lot of it's just really bland. It's not, eh, yeah. I'm not feeling anything while I'm watching it. It's like, uh, it feels like a waste of time. But this is an interesting concept, at least, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What if, man? Yeah, it's a shame. I don't even like the animation. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like everything else except for the character animation. That's it. Um... So I, I was just on Twitter, and I saw something as it relates to King. So I have two scoopers saying this. So a scooper said it, and another scooper said, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Okay? Okay. So, uh, Beyonder is still the main villain for Secret Wars. That will be their excuse to recast King. So we'll see what will happen. I don't know anything about the Beyonder, but, like, again, I I personally don't see... Why they would completely erase using King from, you know, mo- you know what they've been building up. It doesn't mi- make too much sense. Um, but also, like, this gives them a reason to recast him. I don't know anything about Beyonder. But, yeah, we'll see if that will be true. You know, uh, I, th- that's the interesting thing. Like, I don't think I ever mentioned that Wakanda animated show. Uh, one day I heard they were just, they were working on a Wakanda show, and then one day I heard it was animated, and I kind of you know just uh, I, it's interesting how I like deal uh, see like you know news. I'll like see something and be like okay that's interesting, and just like sit on it you know maybe it'll sure. happen maybe it won't. So yeah. So again that that's just my thing. Uh, just um, take it with a grain of salt. But if that's what happens. That's what happens. Yep, and that's everything that I have watched and the big piece of news that we have for this time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think i really have anything else what 
Let me ask you, what are some of your favorite Christmas movies? Christmas movies? Um, I like the original Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I like... I like A Christmas Story. I like... I think I like some... I, sometimes I like A Christmas Carol, but that's one which, of those... Which one? I think the 2009 Disney animated one. Okay. I also like the Muppet one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It is a sweet film. Uh, oh, I, I need to watch at some point. Um, I also want yeah. to watch Home Alone, um, but I, I feel like that'd be more fun to watch with my roommate. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The Santa Claus has got a season two. I think I talked to you about that at some point. I've I, seen it existing. Do you recommend <laughs> the the movie? I, I sure, yeah. Probably the first film. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch more? There's the other two as well. I don't right. gravely dislike you know them. It was interesting. Last night I was legitimately thinking about watching the the Christmas Story sequel that they just released. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I'm like, and then I'm like, nah, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Boy, what a bad decision that was. Sure, yeah. But no, I've not seen season two. I started it, and like I got to the first two minutes, and I'm like, man, I'm not feeling this. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first season was like too much, and you should have been done. I don't think I need a second season, so mm-hmm. I've not gone back to it. Maybe I will in the summer. <laughs> but right now, I'm, I'm not feeling Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> so... Plus, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch another mediocre thing. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I think when my roommate comes back, I think we'll watch Home Alone and uh, Spirited, mm-hmm. the musical on Apple TV Plus with Will Ferrell and Ryan Gosling. No, Reynolds. Um, but I don't. No, if there will be anything else I'll watch. I will say, like, the thing I'm going to later, they said they'll watch Christmas movies, so I'll probably see a few there. So sure, we'll see what yeah. happens with that. Yeah, my Disney Plus expires this week. Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably get Max and just watch a bunch of th- more 2023 stuff that's there, maybe. Yeah. So. You know what? I, I wish streaming services was better about sorting some content. Like, it would be nice on Netflix if there was a leaving soon tab. be nice if there was yeah. a tab of, like, 2023 movies. You know what I mean? But it there just really isn't. And Yeah, HBO Max, like, had that, and now mm. we don't have that anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. I miss HBO Max so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss those tabs, the <laughs> what's new and what's leaving. That would update every month. Like, ah, uh, I miss those. They were so good. They were the only service to have that. And now no one has it. <laughs> I mean, like, Netflix has, like, what's coming up in the next few months. But, like, that's it's not the same. It's so over. Ah. <sighs> So yeah, you were asking me about like for the top five list, like con- considering films that came out technically last year, right? Because Susan Susan May is technically last year, but the yeah. dog came out this year. 
Megan technically came out in December, but it was released worldwide in like January. So I thought Megan was a January release. It's so its premiere was in December, but it released in January. So technicalities. Don't, don't we it's love it? It's 2022 RPG. on Letterboxd, which, eh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Well, also, also, like, Talk to Me was 2022. Uh, it says on Letterboxd. But I think that got, like, a festival release in 2022. So we'll say, like, summer, and it didn't get a theatrical release till a year later. Sure. Um, yeah. uh, so I asked that because there's a movie called Godland. Um, a Criterion sub-label has it on Blu-ray. I was think it seemed interesting. Sometimes I'll just like see the title and barely skim over the synopsis and say, "Ha, huh, that's interesting." You know what I mean? I'm right. like, I want to watch it. Um, I don't remember what country it is. It's a European country. It doesn't speak English. I'm like, that seems really interesting. I want to watch it. And I thought about ordering it, but I think technically it's a 22 movie. But, you know, because it being an international release, it had weird festival releases, you know, theatrical releases. So it just wasn't consistent. So I asked you and you said, eh. And so I'm like, cool, I'm going to buy it. And then I found something out. It's actually eligible for this year's Oscars. Mm. Um, Specifically, presently, it's on the short list for Best International Feature. Um, So I'm like, you know what? If it's eligible for the Oscars this year, then you know I'm going to count it for the 23 list. So, I hope it's good. I I hope I like it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's just a common thing that happens. Like, you'll have an anime film that someone will put on their list, but, like, technicality, it's like all that. And we, we make sure to mention the technicality when we talk about it, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about it like we all have it i potentially have one for this year as well so uh um yeah no good to know good to know Mm -hmm. and i think that's all we have for this special episode Mm -hmm. Um, we'll see if we'll have another special episode (laughs) we'll see we'll see whether or not the next one is the last one or another special i think it is i don't know yeah i'll say uh, if the next episode's not the last episode, then it'll be the second to last episode. For sure. Yeah. It's gonna I have think to that, be. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll, it'll, it'll positively be so, if that's the case. So Yes. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.